Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. People often speak about how they can improve the quality of their life. What is it that they need to do to elevate uh, their existence, to make their life better? And it's not always apparent to people that the quality of your life depends upon the qualities of you. Your qualities are what determine the quality of your life. Many people believe that life is somehow made better by material objects. That unless you have material objects, you can't have a good life. In the late 1900s, maybe 1800s, there was a book written in America called The Theory of Conspicuous Consumption by an economist named Thorstein Veblen. And the whole point of this book was that people don't necessarily buy things for utilitarian value. They buy them for their ability to show other people what they have and how much they have. And for some people, the quality of their life has to do with how other people see them. And this is sort of a mistaken attitude towards existence. Uh, our life, our quality of life, has less to do with our material things than it has to do with our consciousness. And to elevate our consciousness, we have to elevate the qualities that we have in our life. If we live a life of anger, then the quality of our life is anger. If we have resentment, then the quality of our life is resentment. And there's no way to cure that other than to do away with it. So we, each of us individually, needs to be able to look at our existence and examine our life. And in that examination, we have to be able to look at what are the qualities that we display in our daily life. Who are we? Are we an angry person? Are we a jealous person? Are we a resentful person? Or are we a kind and merciful person? And are we able to maintain and sustain the better qualities? Or are we like on a roller coaster ride where sometimes we're angry and sometimes we're not? And do we forget the moments that we're angry? Do we forget the moments when we've lost our way? Do we become unconscious to those moments? It's like gamblers. Gamblers are able to block out of their memory all the times they lost. So they believe when they go into the casino or they go to bet wherever they do that, that they're going to win just like they won last time. Well, last time was 12 times ago. But the 12 times, 11 times in between are forgotten. And so we have people 
who believe they're good people, but they become unconscious to their anger. They become unconscious to their jealousy. And when it enters into them, it overwhelms them in such a way that they go on and they do that. They feel remorse after they settle down, but then they forget it and they think they're wonderful people. Abusers are like that. They abuse, they feel remorse, and then they abuse again, never recognizing that they are abusers, never recognizing that that's what they do on a regular basis because they're only conscious of the times that they don't do it. The problem is everybody around them is very conscious of the times that they're abusive and very conscious of what they do. And if you tell them about it, they can't hear you because it's not in their memory. It's not who they believe they are. And to, to communicate with someone who is absolutely in denial about who they are is almost impossible. And I've, I found this in general. I found that people who carry sustained anger and show it often, you can't talk to them. You can't tell them that this is how they were. It doesn't change doesn't come from the outside. Suggestion for change can come from the outside. But unless people take the suggestion and work on it internally by themselves, there's not going to be change. Our teacher was the great suggester. He would explain to us how we should be and what we should do. And if you listened, and if you heard, you would begin to incorporate the things that he said into your life to change the way you were, to become more like that which he spoke about, to become more like him. However, if you had strong anger, if you have very strong emotional feelings, it's very difficult to move in that direction. Um, I know lots of people who think they are exam exemplary, um, transcendent souls, yet they scream at their wives, they scream at waitresses, they run around and gossip, talk about other people, and do these things on a regular basis, but for some reason they have rationalized that all of these things are okay. Well, they're not okay. And we can't take the example of those who've fallen and somehow try to either correct them or use them as an excuse for ourselves. Well, I'm not as bad as him, or I don't do what he does. Well, the truth is, the only examples we should be using as to what we are like 
is the examples of the sheikh. Either you're like the sheikh or you have a long way to go. And so we have a long way to go. We need to get to the place where if someone abuses us, we don't have the need to abuse back. If someone is harsh to us, we don't have the need to be harsh back. If someone is ill-tempered with us, we don't have the need to be ill-tempered back. If someone does wrong by us, we don't have the need to do wrong by them. We need to be centered at the core of Allah's qualities. We need to be centered where what happens in the world around us doesn't affect our core and doesn't turn us into emotional cripples, doesn't make us do things that we will be sorry for later, doesn't make us react. To get to the point where we can be non-reactive to the world is a great step in becoming transcendent and getting closer to Hak, reality, God's qualities. God is not changed by the actions of the people in this world. God is always God. God is always His qualities. God doesn't jump from satanic qualities to godly qualities. God is godly qualities. We jump. We jump from one quality to another quality to another quality depending on our mood and depending on our emotional state. So we have to somehow be able to control our emotional state. And we have to know when our emotional state is weak and susceptible to being influenced by the outside world. And sometimes when that happens, we have to remove ourselves and we have to know that we should remove ourselves. But we also should know the difference between black and white. The world of rationalization creates this huge gray mass where there is no black and there is no white. There's just circumstances and our reaction to those circumstances and we rationalize our reaction to those circumstances so that we can take things that are really quite simple and make them into something else because we give ourselves an excuse for the kind of action that we want to do. For instance, the prophet said that you shouldn't gossip. And somebody asked him, what's gossip? And he said, talking about other people. And then he, they said, well, what if it's true? He said, if it's true, it's gossip. If it's not true, it's slander. In other words, don't talk about other people. How many people does it take to talk about other people? 
takes at least two. Which means that if you are listening to somebody talking about other people, you are involved in gossip, even though you may not be the one doing the talking. You're the one doing the listening. You complete the act. And without that listening, that act couldn't be completed. So when people start talking about other people, what we should do is we should walk away. We should explain that we don't involve ourselves in those kinds of things because it's inappropriate. If we understand the rules of conduct, we can go a long way towards purifying our being. It's when we don't understand the rules of conduct that we get into trouble. Mercy and arrogance don't go together. You can't have merciful arrogance. So if you're arrogant and you think of yourself as somebody merciful, you're mistaken. <coughs> what you've done is you've created some kind of hybrid that you've concocted which you think serves a purpose, but it can't. So if we truly want to become Allah's qualities, if we truly want to transcend into the level of reality where this world doesn't affect us, our qualities have to become pure. And this only happens through self-reflection. It only happens to taking the time to watch ourselves and to being an absolutely brutally honest watcher of our own actions. If we can't be honest with ourselves, if we let everything slide, then we will continuously go back to anger, go back to jealousy, go back to resentment, go back to hastiness, go back to all of those horrible qualities that ruin our lives. Allah gives us that which we give out. So if we give out anger, we're going to get anger back. This world is reciprocity. There's a reciprocity in this world that's real. Everything that we put out into it is what comes back to us. So for the sake of our own being, we should be merciful. Because if we give out mercy, mercy is what we will get back. If we give out duty to others, then there will be duty done to us. If we give kindness to others, then kindness will come to us. But if we give out anger towards others, then anger will come to us. If we give out jealousy towards others, then we're, we're doomed to live in a life of jealousy and rage where we can't find any peace. So we need to understand how peace is found. And peace is found through consciousness that is within the qualities of Allah. And there's no other way else to find it. 
people go looking for gold because they think gold will give them peace. People go looking for fame. Fame will give them peace. Women will give them peace. Men will give them peace. Titles will give them peace. Power will give them peace. None of these things will bring peace. Remember, peace is Salaam. Salaam is the name of Allah. Peace is in Allah, with Allah, and from Allah. And if we are going to find peace, we are going to find it from Allah by entangling ourselves within Allah. There's an old uh, country song, Looking for Love in All the Wrong Places. And that's essentially what happens in this world. We look in all the wrong places because we have not yet been convinced and or taught where the right places are. If you have a real magnetism for money, you're going to think that money is what's going to find you peace. And you could spend your whole life chasing money and never finding peace. There are people who think fame is where peace is at. And they can spend their whole life chasing fame and never finding peace. There's a classic Nasruddin story where uh, he's in a very small town. And the only light at night in the town is... Uh, a light in front of the mosque because they have a generator and they run it all night. And he's on his hands and knees as if he's looking for something. And the friend walks by and says, what are you looking for? And he says, I'm looking for my keys. So the friend gets down to help him look for his keys. And Nasruddin says, it's not going to help if you help me. He said, why not? He said, because I didn't lose my keys here. I lost them in the woods. He said, well, why are you looking here? He says, the only place with a light. And that's what happens in our lives. We're looking in all the wrong places. Before we can get results, we have to know what the right places are. And one of the first things that I learned when I met my teacher, Muhammad Rahim Baum Mohayeddin, was that one of the right places to be was just to be sitting in front of him. That was one of the right places in this world. And by being in that right place, right things could happen. Now, in order for that to occur, you have to set up the intention in your life that you are going to be in right places, which means you're not going to be in bars, you're not going to be in casinos, you're not going to be in places where degraded things occur. So we need to keep ourselves away from degraded places. Now very often, degraded places are people that we know. So, once we realize that someone has a tendency towards that which is degraded, we should realize 
that if we become their friend, we are going to go to degraded places with them because the conversation will become degraded because whatever they do is degraded and they're going to take us along with them. So degraded places are not just areas, they're also people. So we have to be very careful about the people we associate with. Now, just because the fellowship or any religious community is a holy place doesn't mean there aren't degraded people within that place. They're everywhere. Satan is everywhere. So we have to be very careful about who we associate with. And I've made mistakes in my life. I've associated with people who I've given the benefit of the doubt to as being good people, and they've tried to take me into not good places. Um, you learn. And you learn not to repeat those kinds of mistakes again. Uh, don't give your devotion to someone unworthy of devotion. Don't let your dignity be tarnished by people who don't have dignity. Maintain your standard. And if people try to bring your standard down, don't listen. Don't get involved. Walk away. We have to establish a central core of truth within ourselves. And the only way we're going to move forward is to rely on that truth that is inside of us. So we need to be able to turn inside towards the truth. We have to turn internally towards our Lord. We have to spend time meditating on the truth. We have to spend time alone with Allah. And if we don't spend time alone with Allah, we are going to be spending our time somewhere else, doing something else. This entire world is trying to be entertained. And the entertainment industry is a huge industry in this world. Things to take up our time. Things to keep us amused. Uh, the video game industry. Thousands, millions of kids are addicted to playing video games. And what is the result of playing these video games? Well, there is no result other than an imaginary uh, uh, understanding that somehow you've beaten the game. And what have you accomplished by beating the game? You may not know this, but the video game industry makes more money than the movie industry. And the movie industry is also there to get, grab your attention and to bring you in and to entertain you. But what's happened with the movie industry it's become degraded to a large extent. And you have to be very careful uh, to see movies that aren't degraded. They make heroes out of vile situations. 
uh, gangsters become people of respect. And you don't see the truth. Uh, women who are less than honorable become important because of their fame. Uh, prostitutes become symbols to emulate in the world. And there are both male and female prostitutes. It's not something that's, that's limited. We need to protect ourselves from all of that in the world that wishes to degrade us. And Satan is constant and incorrigible and doesn't let go. So if you don't watch yourself, if you're not aware of your weaknesses, Satan will grab you at your weakest point and take you to those places. Satan will get you involved in drugs. Satan will get you involved in illicit sex. Satan will get you involved in gambling. But more closer to the bone is Satan will get you involved in anger. Satan will get you involved in jealousy. Satan will get you involved in resentment. Things that you think are small things. Satan will get you involved in gossip. Satan will get you involved in conversations about doubting Allah. Satan will get you involved in small things that will just begin to take your consciousness over and pull you away from the truth. And all of a sudden, ten years have gone by and you haven't spent any time with Allah. What happened? We lost our trend of thought. We became unconscious to reality. We became unconscious to the truth. We lost our way. And then it takes something dramatic to put you back on the path. And when that happens, if you've lost your way and you're put back on the path, you should thank God that you're put back on the path and be very careful that you don't fall off the path again. So, this has to happen through our internal watchfulness of our own being. Nobody else is going to watch out for you. You have to watch out for yourself. The teacher can direct you and set you in a course and help you go into that course. But you have to do it. It's up to us to make the stand that we are with Allah. And this is an internal stand. Now, there are those, the imposters, the hypocrites, who say one thing and mean another. Well, we can't have two conversations going on in us at the same time. We can't have our face for the world and what really is inside of us. We have to become real to ourselves and real with Hawk internally and externally. We can't just show up and do the exercises for prayer. We have to be legitimate inside as to our devotion towards what we are praying about and who we are praying to and that which we wish to become. It's a constant battle. 
and it's constant work because the world is constantly trying to push you in other directions. The world is constantly trying to take you on the path of illusion. This is a long, arduous journey. And on this journey, we have to determine that our purpose is the truth. And no matter how difficult that may seem or that may be, we have to continue to strive in that direction. And we have to have the humility to know that we can only do it with Allah's help, with God's help. So we shouldn't be afraid to beg for help from Allah. We should be in a constant state of asking for help from Allah because that's what's going to save us. When we are weak, He is strong. When we are without an answer, He has the solution. And even though we may not know it at this moment, He will show it to us if we have the faith that it will happen. So whatever our circumstances are, don't become upset by them. Don't lose your faith in Him. Don't give up on the fact that you too can have an elevated consciousness and that you can transcend the difficulties of this world and end up with your Creator. We have to believe. And in that belief comes faith. And in that faith comes certitude. And with that certitude comes determination. And with that faith, certitude, and determination, nothing can stop you. But you have to have it, and you have to build it inside yourself. May Allah help us all build that. May we become strong in faith and certitude and determination. And may we go on the correct path towards our Creator. Amin, amin, ya Rabbil Alameen. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.